Escape of Cthulhu presents The Call of Cthulhu Campaign Children of Fear by Lynn Hardy Okay, somebody want to give us a recap? Catch us up on last week? Yeah, so we arrived in the city that we've been traveling to after 30-some-odd days. We kept seeing Russian graffiti around and eventually made our way to the uh, Cave of a Thousand Buddhas. We met the uh, the professor we were supposed to meet, and he seemed not at all urgent in any way, shape, or form, which was a little disconcerting. Oh, go ahead and set up if you want. I'll take you for a tour. No, no big deal. Um, eventually, we were led to a small room where he just sort of left us off. At some point, a elderly Chinese man who had been listening in came over and said, uh, so uh, what are you guys up to? Uh, hmm. uh, maybe you could not steal all my treasures. We nod our heads. Uh, eventually, we found a hidden doorway that led into a room filled with artifacts that we think the Russian had found and sort of assembled in valuable order. We cracked our way through a mud brick wall. A raven flew out. There was a statue, incredibly lifelike statue of a man in a lotus position. And, uh, of course... Somebody walked up and touched the statue, and the statue eyes opened, the head turned to us, and he said, I will speak your language. I have been waiting for you a long time. I'm Tenzi Zanakti, and I need your assistance. So we wait with bated breath to hear what this could be about. <laughs> uh, so I'll fill in one or two other details uh, <laughs> that may or may not be relevant. <laughs> Told you should not, Steve. <clears throat> you wouldn't have missed him. Uh, so, in addition to uh, the uh, former statue, now apparently person uh, who introduced himself as Tenzin Kelsang, uh, he does have. There is a fresh peach in front of him, and a rather large, neatly stacked pile of peach pits next to him. <clears throat> and perhaps more importantly, the walls of this cavern are covered with portraits and murals. Of the six of you. All right, so those are reasonably interesting details that maybe we yeah. shouldn't leave out. Yeah, sure. Well, they may or may not be relevant. Oh yeah, I don't uh, wouldn't claim they're relevant to anything, of course. <laughs> I haven't had a peach in a long time, though. Mm. <laughs> you think stealing I that is peaches this year? <laughs> Uh, so after uh, Tenzin greets you, uh, he, um, I think you can all make a sanity roll. No, we didn't. Yeah, we can. We sure should. You made a sanity roll for seeing the pictures of yourself on this apparently sealed for thousands of years. Too. Um, but not for the not for him suddenly coming to life. Um, Yes. Mm-hmm. Success. Okay. So that I passed mine. If we worked last week, right? Yes. Okay. And both of them are the same, so no loss for the success and one point for the failure. Can I ask a quick question? I mm-hmm. um. Nope. Nope. That's it. Okay. I'll okay. shut up. 
<laughs> no, the um, I was looking through the notes and the things to roll, like you know, con and one d ten for skill and stuff. Did we roll ticks? Does that include that? No. Nope. nope. Okay. Nope. Thank you. We have not rolled ticks. Right. Uh, Tenzin stands. Um, he is clearly not a statue. Uh, <laughs> he is a man. <clears throat> um, dressed, as I said, uh, that at least some of you will recognize as a Buddhist aesthetic. Um, he is young. You would guess mid-20s, maybe? That's awfully young for someone who's a thousand years old. It is. It is. It's the peaches. Peaches are good for you. They're good for the skin. That's all you eat. Yeah. Um, and he stands there smiling at you. Well, how can we help you? Ah, I'm so glad you have asked. Tell me, are you... <clears throat> familiar with the ending of the Kali Yuga? Well, that's quite a question. Oh, what? What uh, kind of role would that be? Uh, either Buddhist lore or Hindu lore would be appropriate. Hmm. Buddhist lore. No. So... As a, a native of India, I don't have Hindu lore, but do I? Would I have anything else that would be? All right, I will take an education role from a native of India. All right. Forty-three. I passed my Buddhist role, though. Of course. Hard, Jang, yes. uh, hard uh, education role. Uh, I am not surprised at all <clears throat> that. Mr. Bazaz Wayne recognizes the term as well. So, uh, Ms. Chiang and Mr. Bazaz Wayne, you both recognize. So, in uh, both ancient Buddhism and many versions of Hinduism, um, time, existence uh, is divided up into what are called yugas. And there it's a cycle of four of them. Uh, and kind of the, you know, the, the first. The first one, um, you know, is kind of a high point for humanity. You know, everyone lives in peace and, you know, high technology and, and beauty and art and, you know, everyone is happy and it's, you know, like paradise on earth, right? Um, and then the yugas kind of get progressively worse as, you know, the earth kind of falls towards, you know, overuse and, and decay and, and destruction. And eventually kind of the fourth yuga is the Kali yuga. So named for the uh, goddess of destruction, Kali. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of which the world is destroyed in order to be reborn anew so that the cycle can start anew. Uh, and you would, of course, both recognize that we currently today uh, even now today, uh, are living in the Kali Yuga, the last Yuga, uh, which began um, a little over 5,000 years ago uh, and is to last for about another 426,000 years until it comes to an end. 426,000 years, you say? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, the pressure is off to really behave then. Uh, yes, uh, of course, I have heard of of this. I am not surprised. Good, good. You you appear to be a man of the of the of the region. You know, you know the stories. There is a a bale, a a hidden land where the great lords of Shambhala are waiting and watching for the end of the Kali Yuga when the universe shall be born anew. They have sent me a vision. They have appointed me as your guardian, the guide on your path to your destiny. The, their opposite number in the evil city of Agartha are working even as we speak to open the gates of Agartha, to free the king of fear onto the world and bring about the end of the Kali Yuga now, well before it's time. It is our de destiny to stop them. Uh, that is good. I suppose, though, uh, seeing our uh, end early would not be ideal. You say our destiny? Yes. Yes. They sent me. They sent me visions showing the, the gates of Agartha opening and unleashing the king of fear on earth, turning the earth into a, a wasteland, enslaving all humanity. But they have shown me how this can be prevented. And they, they showed me that you were the ones to help me. That is why I came here to this cave to await your arrival. Was it you who sent the telegram then? Because uh, the doctor we were there to uh, to meet, Warner, he wasn't too interested in us. Is that correct, everybody? I'm sorry. Telegram? I'm sorry. I do not know this word. It's fine. Um, I, have, I have been waiting for... Some time. Some time. I'm sure the world has changed since I last stepped into the fresh air outside this cave. How, Understandable. What, what, uh, hmm. what sort of thing, thing are you thinking of is our way to save this world? <clears throat> there is a ritual that must be performed. It is not particularly difficult ritual, although it will require some focus, some strict application of our energies. We must find a few items in order to perform the ritual or 
but uh, I believe they can be acquired without too much difficulty. Okay. I mean, uh, I guess we're listening. This is all a bit outside the, the norm, but if uh, I guess you have been sent by, by uh, Allah to as a messenger, I will listen. The I have the the text of the ritual in my books just outside. It does describe the specific steps needed, but in order to conduct it, we will first need to find the ritual bowls left created and left behind by Padmasambhava himself. And then we must craft ourselves some musical instruments to use in the performing of the ritual. Musical instruments? Yes. Um. Music can bring and focus great power. And then from there, we must find the Valley of the White Ape in the jungles of Pamako in uh, my own homeland, and I believe your homeland as well, uh, in Great Tibet. Yeah. And that is yeah. where we will... He was looking at uh, John's character. Yeah. Said that. Yeah. Then we will perform the ritual and drive the evil back into Argartha and seal the gates behind it. See. Um, so you will travel with us as we try to do this, these tasks. I will if you wish it. I believe I certainly, I believe I must be there for the performing of the ritual. Uh, but if you wish to make the journey to acquire the bowls of Padmasambhava and craft the necessary musical instruments yourself, you are the ones appointed appointed by the lords of Shambhala. It would not be for me to stand in your way. Hmm. I can, if you wish, journey ahead to search out and locate the Valley of the White Ape and meet you nearby. How would you journey ahead of us? <laughs> Do you have a faster camel? He has faith. <clears throat> well, you will have you will have to find and acquire the bowls, 
and find and acquire the necessary materials for the instruments. They cannot be made from just anything. They do require specific source materials to craft. I see. I can't help but keep wondering when you say some are trying to open the gates and release the king of fear. Which some do you mean? Who are these people? Followers of the king of fear. I, unfortunately, I cannot say. The lords of Shambhala have not saw, seen fit to grant me that knowledge. I see. How will we know how to make these bowls or to gather the material for them? Uh, you mean the, so you're finding he said to find bowls, specific bowls and make musical instruments. OK, well, how will we yeah. find these bowls? Find these bowls, yeah. <sighs> this. I am uncertain. The bowls are the ritual bowls left by Padmasambhava, so perhaps starting at his at the place of his birth at Lake Danakosha will provide us some insight into where we may locate them. I'm always ready to travel. <laughs> Can I get a history roll? History or no, no history roll. <laughs> about snakes. Well, if this is anything to do Ooh. with the history of exploration, I get an extreme an O2. Otherwise, I guess it's just a normal on something or other. I have a hard <laughs> success. I've got regular success as well. Okay. Um, then I will, so uh, a lot of you will recognize the name Padmasambhata, so I will give you a handout. It is a rather lengthy handout, so don't bother <laughs> trying to read it out. <laughs> um, but you can have a look over that if you want. Um, <clears throat> can I also get uh, either archaeology, history, lore Buddhism, occult, something around one of those. Uh, archaeology. I got an O3, so Phew. take your pick. Okay. And I, got an nice. I got an extreme success on archaeology. So I fail all of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at the very least, um, Mr. Reppin and Dr. Lockhart. Um, so he mentioned uh, journeying to Padmasambhata's place of birth, Lake Danakosha. Uh, you both recognize, you both know, you've heard of Lake Danakosha, uh, and it is not a place that exists. It is a mythical lake um, that stories will kind of generally place uh, in uh, the ancient kingdom of Odiana, uh, somewhere in or around Northwest India.
so we have to travel to a mythical place in order to find bowls. Oh, it is not a mythical. Lake Danakosha is, is as real as you or I. It may have fallen into myth in the intervening millennia, but I assure you it did once exist. Exciting. Interesting. I think Mr. Reppin has a lot of mm, skepticism building up here. Can I get psychology rolls? <laughs> I think that even succeeds on a base 12. 99 as oh. well. I got an 03. <laughs> Hard to pass. Strangely appropriate, Miss Chiang. So, I mean, Mrs. So you, I mean, you recognize at least, you know, from his his dress, right? Tenzin mm -hmm. is dressed as a as a Buddhist aesthetic, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, Miss Chiang, you've you've studied Buddhism. I think maybe you even are Buddhist yourself, right? right? You know, so you have been around, you know, Buddhist practitioners. You've been around Buddhist priests. You've been around Buddhist monks. You know, you know kind of what to expect and, you know, you've seen, you know, and met and talked to a number of practitioners and, you know, over over the years, you know, you've met, you know, maybe some abbots of monks or, you know, some some particularly, you know, old wise monks and, you know, you have, you know, you've definitely kind of developed, a, you know, a sense for you know, the, you know, when you meet someone, when you meet a Buddhist who is particularly devout, who is, you know, either themselves enlightened or, you know, clearly very close to becoming so, you know, you've kind of seen and felt the, the, the purity and the, the peace and, you know, the, the gentleness of that person, right? Tenzin is that in spades. He is as, you know, you know, you just you get that same feeling off of him, that same vibe to use a more modern term, you know, mm -hmm. that you do, you know, off of kind of the oldest and wisest monks that you have ever met. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I I can I get that feeling that he is that wise, you know. That... Yes, mm -hmm. he is absolutely truthful. He is completely honest and open. You know, there is absolutely nothing hidden, you know, or you know, or you know, mean or evil. Or he is he is completely open, completely honest, completely peaceful, completely Buddhist, <laughs> if you will. Okay. Yeah, no, I will. I will say aloud. Um, yes, I. I'll, I'll follow your instructions. Just tell me. Just tell me what what we need to do, and I, I'll do it. I hope that the rest will come with me as well. Okay. 
Um, is there anything on the walls that gives an indication of where this, you know, any distinguishing feature of us being on a canoe in a lake or something? Uh, spot hidden? Uh, no, I do not spot such things. Uh, no, there um, is not. The paintings. I'll look at the paintings because they had us in some way, didn't they? We could see some of the background. Uh, they have you lots of different places, yes. Okay, um, I'll start looking at the background of the place. I mean, do we recognize? Can I recognize where these may be? Uh, some of them you do recognize. For instance, one of the murals is of the six of you sitting in a, or five of you sitting in a, sitting in what appears to be a schoolroom <clears throat> while Mr. Bazazwain stands up in front of you pointing at pictures. Um, the rest of them you don't recognize as places in particular. Um, you know, you can see some cities, you can see some, de you know, there's desert, there's mountains. There's nothing that kind of jumps out as, oh, that is, you know, place X. Okay. Um, the, pi the pictures that, um, Mr. Bizarre in the schoolroom. Can we see what they are? Maybe they give us a location. Uh, they do not. No. Okay. So, are these paintings meant to help us find them? I say too. I do not know. These are. Some of the visions that the Lord of Shambhala, that the Lords of Shambhala granted me over the years. I simply felt it reasonable to paint them. At I believe the it is. I believe that they have seen fit to guide each of you individually to this place at this time so that we collectively would be able to execute this quest and close the gates of Agartha. At the mention of the paintings, I'd like to kind of glance to what appears to be the end of the story. If I can read the, uh, the beginning at the schoolhouse, how uh, does it end? Is each of us hanging by a noose or cut up horribly <laughs> or... Uh, no, there, there is, there is no particular, you know, mural of you, of any of you, kind of dead or dying or, or anything like there that. There is no beginning and there is no end. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no there's no, there doesn't seem to be any particular narrative structure to okay. the murals or the order of the murals. It looks, you know, it's just snapshots of mm -hmm. stuff happening. Right. Um, you know, in none, in, and in none of them, you know, are you like in a pitched battle for your life or, mm -hmm. you know, anything like that? You know, you're sitting in the schoolhouse, you're sitting around a campfire having dinner, you know, you're walking through the jungle, you're, you know, climbing a hillside. Gotcha. Things of this nature. Could you, you said that Lake Danakosha is a real place Most to the certainly. west of India. Could you 
perhaps give us a little more help in finding it than just going west? Or tell us who may know? Seems like a difficult thing, but an important place to start. Unfortunately, I do not know any more than you do as to the specific location of Lake Danakosha at the moment. Hmm. Have any of these, um, uh, I guess they were Russian hieroglyphics mainly that we saw in the other rooms, right? Does yes. any, yeah, does anything that we've seen, um, well, how did we, did we get any translation? I see the, between the red God and his dark heaven and the fat merchant's camel at the door to paradise. Was that translated or was that in English? It's translated from Russian. It is translated from Russian. Yes. So how did we I get that translation? Oh, you have Russian. Okay. Well, I don't. And we and do. you have a Russian with you. We have a Russian. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Da. Da. That's right. A white Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exile. So I will turn to um, Mr. Repin and ask, um, did any of those carvings mention us by any chance? Perhaps there's a clue there. I suppose you, they did not, nothing there, okay. How does one go about finding a myth and one doesn't know where to start? Uh, intelligence hey. roll, in, an intelligence roll from uh, Dr. Lockhart. Oh, oh Dr. Okay. Doctor. Uh, that's an extreme success. Uh, so Dr. Lockhart, you do know that uh, in northwestern India, the largest city in the region there, Peshawar, uh, there is a very good museum, um, you know, run by Westerners, uh, you know, which, you know, either the, you know, the scholars who work there or, you know, the museum itself may provide some additional, in, you know, may provide some additional information on the you know, lore of Padmasambhava that may give you some clues that that's one possibility that uh, occurs to you. Uh, a intelligence rule from Miss Chiang. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Scott just dropped on me. Uh, did you hear what um, I said? Yeah, let me check. Uh, Check my intelligence. Oh yes, that's a pass, barely, but pass. Okay, uh, and uh, you know you're of course you know familiar with the great teacher Padmasambhava, um, you know, and you mm -hmm. do know that there are certainly a number of uh, Buddhist monasteries and libraries in you know in and around Northwest India. So you know it occurs to you that you know you could you know go visit. <laughs> local monasteries and 
you know, ask people for, mm -hmm. you know, more stories and more information. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I will share that with, with everyone. Did you uh, hear me? Did you hear me, Gary, about the museum? Uh, not fully, unfortunately. Okay, so you know that in, in that region, Northwest India, the largest city, which is Peshawar, uh, there is a very large um, and well-run uh, by Western scholars uh, museum, uh, which has a lot of artifacts and information and research about uh, ancient Buddhism, ancient, ancient uh, Hinduism, you know, where you may be able to find more information on Padmasambhata and the lore around Lake Danakosha. Okay. Well, sounds like that should be our first place of protocol then. Well, with our respect, uh, dear, I don't know the the temples, this seems to be a Buddhist matter, perhaps the uh, the temples that Miss Chang has um, suggested might actually be more useful. We will get more information from the monks than from a library. I can tell you that for sure. Is there a clock we're racing against? Well, if there are people trying to open the gate to end the world, then presumably they will move ahead, whether or not we do. So I am racing I, against them. I am certain that <clears throat> the Lords of Shambhala will have brought you here in an appropriate time to be able to close the gates to Agartha. But exactly when they would be fully open and when the King of Fear would be loosed upon the world, this I cannot say. You know, I don't think any of us consulted or asked if we know anything about the King of Fear. Is that, uh, do we think that refers to anyone specifically? That we're yeah. familiar with in the Pantheon. Can we make a, a Buddhist Buddhism role? Buddhism uh, you, lore role. You can make a Buddhism lore role, uh, or you can just ask Tenzin. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ma Master Tenzin, is is this uh, Lord of Fear that you speak of? What what exactly is it, or is it? The Lord of Fear is the ancient enemy of Shambhala and of humanity. Does the Lord go by any other names? Um, I'm sure he goes by many names to many people. Has 1,000 faces. <laughs> I, I dropped in another handout, which kind of summarizes uh, everything that Tenzin Will would or, you know, would tell you uh, should you ask specific questions. 
it's not as long as the previous handout, but it's still pretty <laughs> long. So. In case that helps with anything. I'll uh, maybe read out loud for the listeners about the King of Fear since you just asked specifically. The King of Fear is the ancient enemy of Kulika King and the Lords of Shambhala. He seeks to condemn humanity to slavery and barbarity while his Agarthan armies lay waste to the world. Well, moving along, how will, how will you, will you leave with us now? Do you need a transportation? How will you travel? Uh, I will walk. If you would invite me to walk with you, I will walk with you. If you prefer I walk a different way, I will walk a different way. Oh, you should. Definitely stay with us for as long as you can. Then I merely need to collect my belongings from the chamber next door. And I am at your disposal whenever you should wish to proceed. Master, for, for how long have you been waiting for us? <sighs> For a very long time. Uh, either lore Buddhism or history. Oh, zero eight. That critical success. <clears throat> so putting uh, really together, hard success. Sorry. Yeah, so putting together a few different clues, Miss Chang. Uh, most notably, you know, the the way that Tenzin is dressed, right? And, you know, and now that he's identified, you know, the stuff in the other chamber as being his, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, and the clear age and, you know, kind of, you know, generally dating some of that, uh, you would guess that he's been here at least 1,200 years. You know, a thousand years, twelve hundred wow. years, somewhere in that ballpark. Make sure to bring your peaches, Master. <laughs> so I have grown tired right. of peaches over the years. <laughs> I, well, I hope well, that we well, can find some other sustenance on our journey. <laughs> so moving forward, what I will do is uh, put. Meme is going to do is kind of uh, listen to every word he says carefully and, you know, uh, treating us the super wise man he is and with all respect and and veterans he, he deserves, you know, that's what she's going to do that in the rest of the of the trip with him. Fair enough. Okay. So let's 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 go. Let's, oh, let's well, go. What are we waiting? Now we've got one issue here. Mm -hmm. Getting him 
out of here without the other people knowing. Because Why does I it matter if the other people know? He's a person. He can go where he likes. Um, they're going to get um, a bit suspicious about this person who isn't around so? in the dig at the moment. So? We're just leaving. I don't see what the problem is. You think that the uh, the enemy is is just outside the door? Well, well, I'm a of the little enemy. concerned that Warner will wonder why we've come here and then left so quickly. Well, frankly, yeah. I've wondered why we came here too. So, yes, well, I, uh, not against him wondering. He seems like he's quite uh, <laughs> quite rude, really. Yes. Away. Yes. In any event, maybe we should send a telegram back to um, the good doctor and let him know that nothing seems amiss with Warner and we are continuing farther along. Continuing to travel. Yes. I don't know. I guess there may be a tell. There must be a telegram place here because obviously. One was sent from here. Right. Well, yeah. or he went and to the nearest to town. The town and did Somewhere, it. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit nervous about Warner as well, but with the mystical things going on, I don't think it would be past um, the realm of possibility that he was simply moved or commanded by a higher power to bring us to this place. But, I mean, I point to the um, pictures. Are they going to get, I mean, they're going to come in here and they're going to see these things, these paintings of us. We can mm -hmm. close the door that we found behind us and hopefully they won't see it. Yeah, we'd have to replaster everything because it's fairly obvious now that it's not plastered over. I, would Do say. We... I, mean, I still don't understand what the problem is with with anybody knowing that this place exists now that the only important person who was here is gone. Well, the concern is that if there are people who are out trying to break down the gate and they are here, they will know that we are involved and might seek to stop us. Maybe so if, I mean, if they knew that if they knew that that uh, something important was inside this room, they would have already broken in and uh, tried to kill him. Where the I mean, room was. Well, they couldn't find the room, is I think the point. Well, yeah. they're seeking to to bring about the end of the world by uh, waking the releasing the king of fear. Uh, and it seems like the king of fear is not in this place. It's I can't help but feel it would be a waste of their time to even be around this area and be concerned with uh, with Tenzi. Well, I'm happy to follow your lead on these things and hope for the best. Why don't we head out and close the door behind us and hope all works as it should? Hmm. I mean, we certainly can replaster if that's something you think is important. Well, the replastering is, I mean, we broke the wall yeah. in here. It's the other, it's the outer right. door that would need to but perhaps right. if we just cover it with some dirt and such, it will be enough for us to 
Yeah. Make our way out. Dirt and rocks. Well, let I mean, me help you. Uh, what what do you need collected? Uh, let me see. Um, Tenzin will walk back into the room, which you could call the antechamber to this room if you were so inclined. <laughs> if we were writing an adventure, say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and he'll he'll look around. Um, Ah, my staff, wonderful. I have not seen this for a time. I'm glad it's uh, the Milong. Yes, yes, this will this will be very useful. Um, I had left a Katari here. It has seems to have gone missing. And did I take that? Um, that was uh, the knife, right? It's yes, the knife that one of you took. Yes, uh, I have the knife. I, okay. I thought Katari was actually a musical instrument, so I will, I will sort of tap my back and say, "I've got the knife right here." Ah, excellent, excellent. Oh, good, good. Uh, then, um, the manuscript containing the ritual. Let's see, it should be here. It's a uh, a scroll. Um, um, I'll point print. to uh, uh, what's the name? Um, Randall's character. I think I think that's probably what you've got. It is printed on black paper, mounted on a rainbow silk and uh, tied with hair. Hmm. Mm. It does not ring a bell. Perhaps someone has taken it already. No. Is that that's not the scroll that Maymay has? No, I don't think it was described like that. No. Uh, he'll look, he'll look around, you know, kind of, you know, through the through the scrolls and books that are there. Yes, there are. It is it is not here. There, and there are some other small scrolls that I know I left here that are gone as well as, along with a few small pieces of, of statuary. It appears that it's gone missing. Yes, the Russian must have taken it. Well, so this explains yeah. this explains the last vision I had mm. just not long before I woke. I did not understand it at the time, but now I do. I, I saw a red temple full of printing blocks, a, a storehouse of my faith's knowledge. I'm afraid we have a third destination to add before we can perform the ritual, but Wonderful. We must. We will need a copy of the Rite of Liberation. We cannot perform the ritual without it. Um, I do not. I believe that the storehouse that I saw was built sometime after I was there. But I did. I recognize the landscape. It is the landscape. It is somewhere in the east of my country, in Kham. Uh, I can't say precisely where, but I'm sure we can find it. 
I'm very excited uh, for this adventure. Uh, and, and Norbo, probably and a few others of you will recognize Kam as being uh, the ancient name for part of Eastern Tibet. Hmm. He, he means Tibet. <laughs> and Mr. Well. Ruffin just kind of shakes his head at all of this and really we're going to do this well do you need any better excuse to travel around the world i have a, a, a family well then perhaps you should go to it there's no better way to make your family safe than to help on this journey i think mr Ruppin, you have seen uh Along the way, the the evils that uh, may be unleashed upon us. Surely so, you don't still question. <laughs> Jim, after after hearing what he mentioned about the um, well, after the, the handouts and everything, do the writings on the wall make like more sense to us? No. <laughs> it's still cryptic. Okay. Oh, um, Mr. Sophian, perhaps you should take photos of the wall. It's references so we don't have to remember things later. A very fine plan. Yes, I will do that. Um, uh, Mr. No uh, was it Norgan? Nor Kenzen Kalsangi. There we go. I don't know. Oh, I know where I got it from. Uh, <laughs> would you like me to take your photo as well? A photo? What? Is, what is? What is this? Oh, it is a. Uh, and I'll show him a picture. I'll say it is a. Uh, is this a means of uh, making an image, like a painting, only? Um, it will seal your soul. More realistic. Oh, don't be silly. <laughs> I believe Miss Chiang is a photographer herself, so. <laughs> an, an instantaneous painting. Remarkable. Yes, yes, please do. Wonderful. Stand, would, stand there. I would love to see this. That's not quite instantaneous, but it will be. Uh, I should be able to develop it uh, uh, over, overnight. We can be either before we leave or after our uh, after our first travel day. Uh, he will stand there and let you take his photograph. All right, I will do that. And also photograph the uh, pictures on the wall. Fair I enough. got a question. Looking at what he's wearing, do I think if we, if he comes outside of, and um, so we can leave, he's going to blend in with the crowd or not with what he's currently wearing? Uh, in the very general sense, he's dressed as a Buddhist monk. Uh, they are not rare in this part of the world. Part of, yes, so that's not. <laughs> yeah. 
Is he still gray? Uh, he is pale. <laughs> uh, but as he has been up and moving about and speaking to you and, you know, the blood is flowing more freely. Uh, no, he is not nearly as gray as he was previously. All right, Mr. Reppin's going to go all the way out and kind of see if we're being watched. Um, Good. Good. To kind of clear his head. Just, I just, I just had an idea. Um, the the visions that we, you know, that each one had back um, when the lights went out. Mm -hmm. Our vision. My, well, my vision, and I think, uh, Charles, um, yes, your, our, both our visions were in a museum. That's correct. Let's see, what, what were the other visions? Ours were in a museum. No, uh, mine, the desert. mine was here, I think. Caves and paintings. Yes, there were rats in the desert. The jet black Buddhas were in the museum. The ancient stronghold. Where figures came out of the wall. There were children stabbing one of us in bodies in a cave. Woman with blood on the mouth attacked us. Uh oh. I don't like that. Was that yours, Miss Chang? No, uh, um, my vision was just people here watching us, like a cave and people, there were paintings and one of the paintings kind of came to life. And the last time, I think like, um, I linked that to the monk, you know, that coming to life. So I think my vision is, is this today, like well, what is happening now? Hmm. Well, maybe the Black Buddha's in the museum. <laughs> if that's the right museum, should be avoided, my dear. But maybe there's something there that we have to go there. Hmm. I mean, which, looking at all the places, which one would be the closest, the one we could get to first, Jim? Uh, six of one, half dozen of the other. But he has expressed that we need the instructions and that that would be, well, I guess we don't necessarily need the instructions first. Is that? Yeah, he has not indicated any particular order. Okay. We could even split up if we wanted to. Mm. Oh, Ooh. we have. I had that thought. Here, <laughs> and one of us could go to the Buddhist temples while another went to the museum. That's five. Is there another way to torture Jim? <laughs> no, I love it. I think you guys should absolutely 100% do that. Because <laughs> then there'll be fewer of us. One of us should chase after the Russian who stole the original. 
That re reverse psychology always works on us. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, head out then and close the door behind us and look for a telegraph office. Oh, yes. Here, some other place. I imagine our roads will stay somewhat together for some period of time. Then we can decide if we need to split up when we get closer. Hmm. Uh, so you can certainly, um, I'm sorry, Mr. Reppin, you had earlier said that you had stepped out to see if anyone was watching you. Uh, spot hidden roll, Mr. Reppin. Yes. Save us all. Yes, uh, that is a five. So, no. That's, okay. We are unwatched. After unwashed. <laughs> unwashed and unwatched. Um, so you can certainly make your way back out. Close the door behind you. I believe a telegraph office was mentioned. You would know that the nearest telegraph uh, office is in the city of uh, Tunhuang, which is, you know, four hours journey away. Charles, I think you and I should go and deal with Mr. Warner. I should? Yeah, give him a reason for us to leave. What if he's you taking the, the scroll? What if he's the one who took the scroll? No, I think it's the Russian, the Russian who was here before. It could be the I Russian. I think we can too, leave because right? he, he did not present us with any emergency and he's rude. Yes, I suggest we just have dinner with him and say we'll talk about it, but then just leave. There's nothing keeping us here. Mm -mm. I mean, we didn't even have to come here in the first place. Nobody's he did providing ask us, us to help him find that chamber, which we found. Yes, but... but so, I mean, I could ask you to uh, do whatever. It doesn't mean you're obligated. Well, and more so. He made it seem like it was a dreadful emergency when really he just couldn't find, right. couldn't find a door. When he door. really just wanted to steal some more, I mean, to protect some more valuables. Exactly. Did he seem in earnest when he uh, sort of blew us off, so to speak, as in? He seemed like he invited us to come right away to a thing in the telegram. And when we arrived, he's like, oh, you're here, huh? Yeah, well, right. you know, we could hang out for a bit, you know, maybe get some tea, you know, show you around the place. He seemed completely sort of unenergetic about our arrival even though it was apparently a grave emergency yeah maybe that does uh warrants at least a dinner to feel him out a little bit more but certainly so I, I don't think we owe him anything sorry go ahead yeah and i know i i mean dr lockhart obviously was there even though steve was not um i think uh, uh the little uh interaction there between mr bazazwain and norbo pretty well captured your understanding of uh, Mr. Warner. Um, he, he he wanted you here to help find that cave because he thought it was full of riches. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. okay. But he didn't really ask for us. 
Right. He didn't send ask for somebody. Us. It doesn't somebody. matter anybody. who. Send a yep. team, yes. But I guess, again, it's, I feel like we have an obligation to our friend, uh, Dr. Mr. Oh, yes, we should send him word that we have come and it was a false alarm and everything's Mm -hmm. fine and we're leaving. Yes, I wonder if we could, rather than taking a whole day, I mean, that uh, is that a longer way? It's four hours journey. Would it be eight hour turnaround, Jim, or can we catch it on the way west? Surely we can find a telegraph. I mean, we don't even doesn't even matter how quick we are. I mean, it's yeah, we've, we've been traveling for for 35, 40 days. And if it's another three days before we send a telegram, he's not going to worry. Hey, regardless oh, yes. of where you're going from here. Yes, you would be going through Tunhuang and then turning east or west, regardless of where you're headed. All right. Okay, and we're going to need then. more supplies and yeah. such. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll go to Tunwong. Yes, so we came with guides, right? You did. Yeah. So um, you contract. You contact. Should, you should figure out where we're going. Guides and porters in order guides. to get here. Yep. Sorry, what? Yeah. Right. We, we went. The guides to take us to the. Yeah, to we spoke with the uh, that fellow and haggled right. with him a bit until he gave us a good price and. Yeah, yeah I think we guys... need to talk to the guides and see if they will uh, alter their paths and mm-hmm. continue on with us. Yes, mm. sure. Definitely. Yeah. What what time of day is it, Jim? Um, Probably a little after midday at this point. Okay. So, yeah, I think it's reasonable that our guides would still be here, maybe preparing to go home and we can well, speak sure with that them they would be, that they would spend a day or uh, yeah, yeah be exactly. dinner tea and yeah we could maybe speak with them and try to to bend their ear and then have a dinner with this mr warner and uh or dr warner or just blow him off since uh you know apparently all he wanted to do was us to find the riches and then leave in the morning if we can equip ourselves yeah, he might notice that we leave. It's possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did he extend us a dinner invitation anyway? We have to nope. eat somewhere. Mm-hmm. Nope. That son of a gun. He really was rude. He might also be satisfied with what's left in the rooms. I mean, those are archaeological treasures. They're just not what he was expecting. What he was expecting, and we were taking off with something, someone he was not expecting, maybe. It seems to me that there was some discussion or some maybe some roles on this uh, last session as well. Uh, yeah, this is from what he described or what he was expecting. This isn't, you know, the. You know, this this is nowhere near what he was hoping for. Right. Right. Um, like, I mean, this, this, these were sort of, you know, interesting, but not exceptional in general things is what I remember you describing. And yep. he was expecting a room we, full of gold or something. We could yeah. just say we found a chamber, but unfortunately it seems to have been looted by the Russians long ago. So there's really nothing in there. Right, so he can spend his time looking at what's left over 
and we will head to tomb one. Yeah, I guess whatever. I, I don't really care what we tell him or not. Uh, but the guides are important one way or another. Oh, and yeah. The telegram to Dr. Inlay, our friend, will be yes. important when we reach, uh, is it Toon Long, the, the next big city? I don't Toon think Toon it's Toon Wong. Toon Wong, yep. Toon Wong, okay. Yeah, I'll just, yeah, I just, I was more just, he asked for us here, to, I just thought, I'd, you know, we let him know that we're heading off and that there's really nothing more we can do here. Sure. Yeah. Very whatever, polite. Whatever you like. So, Dr. and Mr. Lockhart are going to go speak with uh, Professor Warner, with Mr. Warner? Uh, no, I want to speak with the guides. Okay, I'll um, speak to Prof Professor Warner then. Okay. Mr. Warner. So, let's let's follow Dr. Uh, Lockhart as she goes to find I, I will yeah. go with Dr. Lockhart. Yeah, I will also I, accompany her. Yeah, okay. yeah I, I will see if I can spot the scroll somewhere. Okay. <clears throat> you can find uh, um, Mr. Warner fairly easily. He's, you know, directing his work. Ah, Dr. Lockhart. Yes. Uh, any clues? Did you find? Were you able to I'll, translate the Russian? And I'll glance around and make sure that the other, you know, I'll be obvious that I'm looking for that um, Chinese guy yep. first of all. And then if he's not around, I'll say, ah, yes, yes, we actually, our good friend um, translated the Russian and we actually found it. Found the oh, chamber. wonderful. Where, where is it? I'll go have a look at once. Uh, well, we've actually got to head off because we've, we will be heading off fairly soon. But yeah, it's up there and I'll basically just give them a description of which chamber it's from but it's unfortunately there's nothing really in there it looks like the russian actually um uh had looted it already for the yeah. most part so there's really not much left oh well <sighs> back to work i can guess I, so much can, for that can i make can i make us a call you all yes i didn't pass well, if you must be off, you must be off. Thank you for having a look. Not a problem. I mean, the door's there and you can go there and have a look when you're ready. But yes, yeah, yes, it's... yes. That's fine. He goes back to, <laughs> he goes back to work. Okay. We head back to where our stuff is. Uh, and Mr. Lockhart was going to go speak with the guides. And I will yes. join... Uh... Must not be Mr. Lockhart. Must be. Oh, that, uh, Mr. Lockhart. Yeah, I'll join Mr. Lockhart. You're very welcome. And, you know, whatever. It's a good idea. Ah, Mr. Lockhart, yes. Uh, we will be. Uh, we are getting ready to leave. If there is nothing else you require. Um, actually, we'd uh, like we to speak home. with you. We really like to uh, very much like to speak with you about that. I know your um, your employer, Mr. Uh, no, Cena was not the right way. Uh, whatever his name is, um, I can't find it in the notes. Mr. <clears throat> from uh, the city uh, was very 
keen to uh, to help us, and we were able to strike a, an advantageous deal, I believe, with him, uh, Mr. Nihon. And we were wondering if you might be interested in striking another deal that would uh, bring you some, Mr. Nihon, some favorable, uh, or perhaps just yourselves, some uh, some favorable means. Certainly, if you are ready to return to uh, Sihan, you can, Sihan, you can accompany us. Well, you need to purchase some additional supplies for the return journey and for yourselves. Not, a, I'm sure that such an arrangement can be made. No doubt, no doubt. However, what we wish to do is go on to the west rather than return immediately. What say you to that? To the west? To, may I ask, to where? Um, of course, we'll be heading to uh, the doctor. My wife is uh, has found some archaeological clues, and she's very keen to investigate them uh, near the city of uh, uh, northwest China. I guess the storehouse in it's come uh, wherever that is. That I think that would be the the most obvious one because that one's at least a town that we that exists and everything. Okay, so everyone, well, we've got Lake Denosha, we've got the Museum City uh, Peshawar. Peshawar, yeah. yep. Peshawar that we could head to um, as well. Um, but you said every one of those, like Tibet and Peshawar, um, are uh, about the same distance, correct? Um. Yeah, in in rough, <laughs> in very. Rough there are a long ways. <laughs> yeah, there are a long ways. Yes, <laughs> at least uh, Peshawar would be in the same country. Um, so maybe I'll I'll mention Peshawar is in India. Oh, and we are in China, so no. <laughs> well, and, and I don't know. So actually, right now Tibet is in China, so to speak, at the moment. Right? Uh, no, it is not. Oh, this it's is not, not considered a. Uh... The Chinese did not invade and occupy Tibet until the fifties. Oh, I thought they came twice. I thought they came much earlier and then came again in the fifties. So there was a deal struck with the British and the Indians that kept in uh, parts of Tibet, Tibet, and China outside of that area. So it is why Norbo knows English. As well as Chinese. Okay, well, um, let's uh, let's stick with Tibet then. That might be uh, the better way. So yes, we aim to the uh, journey to parts of Tibet, either in or near the borders of this wonderful country, and eventually on to India. We'd of course ask you to go as far as uh, you were able and willing. Uh, again, could certainly make it worth your while. I will smile, kind of rub my fingers a little bit. Uh, uh, this will require some, some negotiation. We will have to return to 
Tun Huang in order to telegram back to Sion, but mm. uh, I believe something can be reached, yes. Um, Tibet is very difficult to enter, though. The Tibetans do not like outsiders. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yes, we would need to... Uh, we would need to go into... Well, we could potentially return to Xi'an and at an embassy, find an embassy there in order to obtain permit uh, into Tibet uh, or uh, to uh, travel into uh, India to find a, a British embassy uh, from which to obtain uh, travel passes to travel into Tibet. Interesting, yes. Um, I'm afraid we cannot wait to, uh, for you to go to your employer, Nihan, I had hoped that you no, he, he just wants us to telegram from the same town we're going to telegram anyway. Oh, is that what he was that saying? Is that not what I heard? So, yeah, so to return to Tun Huang, which is, you know, four hours away, right, in order to telegram and reach a deal, you know, to continue on to wherever you want to go. Ah, yeah. I see. But then you specifically said you want to go into Tibet. So yes. in order to cross the border into Tibet, you have to have specific permission from the Tibetans in order to enter the country, mm -hmm. uh, which you would need to visit an embassy for. Mm -hmm. uh, and the nearest em the, the nearest such appropriate embassy is either all the way back in Xi'an or in India. So I happen to work in an embassy. <laughs> um my with my knowledge of like uh i don't know if i would have traveled all the way up here but at least i would have probably communicated with my um opposite numbers so to speak um is there there is not one along the way like he speaks truth right about having to get the the um oh yes yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah certainly i'm sure some of the others are aware of this uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, Norbo would be probably Mr. Bazazwain, uh, but you as well, Mr. Lockhart, are, are absolutely aware uh, that <laughs> the Tibetans are very private, very secretive. Uh, they do not like uh, issuing um, visas for Westerners to enter into Tibet. Uh, it's not impossible, uh, but there's no way you're going to do it, you know, remotely. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you do need to. You know, travel to one of the bigger embassies, uh, you know, Peking, Siam, um, Delhi, Calcutta, you know, Peshawar, like this. perhaps. Peshawar, um, probably not Peshawar. Hmm. Perhaps a place. Um, not. Let me go. I don't think it'll be covered in the map, but uh, one of those larger cities along the way to Peshawar, perhaps. Oh, do we have that? No, we're going yeah, could west. We go, could we go to, yeah, go to a city and then come, yeah, and then go via Peshawar while we're trying to get the visa? Well, we'd have to go to Tibet first, right? We have two places in Tibet and one place in India, the Peshawar, but it sounded, there it is, Peshawar. It's below the Tibetan plateau. Um, I'm looking at the map now. But we, we don't are, have to do Tibet first. No, but if we are to get there legally, the whole point is that we need a, um, uh, what do you call it? Not a, a visa. visa. 
Did he say visa? Yeah, whatever. It's the equivalent yeah, he, of a he visa. Did say visa. <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry, my my headset blew up there for a second. <laughs> I had a, yeah. A little bit of an accident with the headset. I stepped on the cord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, if we refer to you at the big map, do we have it on here, or do I need to give you a different? Peshawar is in, yeah, below the Tibetan Pateau on the farthest west area. It's the farthest west city that's marked. Yes. And we're on Tan Hoang, which is on the other side of the Tibetan Plateau, on the eastern side of that chunk of the map. Is that correct? Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so the the first half, the west half of the Central Asia map, mm -hmm. I mean, you can see most of the Tibetan pl Plateau. Right. Yeah. Tan Hoang is kind of right at the right edge of that. Uh, Peshawar, as you said, is at the left edge, <clears throat> right? Um, you know, so uh, the um, so yes, so you know, as as indicated, um, you know, to get the visa, you know, in China, you know. Xi'an might work, uh, Peking definitely would work, um, you know, or in India, someplace like Calcutta or Delhi. Uh, and, you know, com kind of comparing that to the places that you uh, know you have to go, right? The, you know, Western Tibet, you know, is somewhere, uh, Western Tibet, right, kind of right on the right edge of that left half of the central asia map there mm -hmm. and you need to get to the area around peshawar which is all the way to the left mm -hmm. <clears throat> and yet to <clears throat> so it, it hasn't come up in too much discussion but when he's talking about the musical instruments and the materials to craft such mm -hmm. Uh, he does indicate that the materials to craft the musical instruments uh, can be found around Patna, which is kind of right in the middle towards the bottom of the Central Asia map. It looks like no matter what we do, we'll either have to backtrack in a long journey around the... Um, the mountains or cut across the Tibetan to the Tibetan plateau anyway. Um, so again, in my um, uh, well, given given the uh, the choice, we should always go somewhere new and take the take the opportunity to travel. I mean, that is. Uh, I mean, why would you why would you backtrack when you could visit someplace new? Well, just I'm because very excited to go to Tibet. Yeah, where we are in Tun Wong, we're on the above the Tibetan plateau. And we're going to have to cross those mountain ranges to get to Peshawar, mm. um, to get to uh, Patna. Those are all below the mountain ranges. Either we'd have to backtrack to get a visa, which is, again, backtracking, and then we could go around to the southern side, or else uh, we'd have to go through. Um, what the Go gods recommend? Sorry, what would the gods recommend in terms of traveling? Uh, uh, whatever whatever makes them the most money. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Can I get a lore Buddhism from anyone who wants to? Anyone who's there, right? 
98 oh. will not do it. So I I, I'm not there. Can I roll or not? Well, if you're not there, you're not going to be. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can, but I don't think you could share. You're going to have trouble sharing. For, for, for discussion after, afterwards. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Right now, it's just um, uh, Mr. Boswain and myself, right? Mm. I mean, un un unless uh, Ms. Yang you know, wants to happen to think about this and then, oh, you know, and jog over to them and say, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> let, let me let me roll first. Uh, yes, that is actually a critical success. And I will keep it for myself whenever we have the discussion. Uh, OK, so um, for your benefit, Ms. Chiang, um, <clears throat> you know, you're you, I mean, you don't kind of generally have the maps available, but, you know, you have kind of a, a broad general knowledge of you know, the geography of the area. And, you know, so you can kind of imagine, you know, from where you are, you know, and adding um, uh, Pimaco, which is kind of the the central area of Western Tibet there uh, and Patna and Peshawar and your current location, you know, it's it's kind of a circle, right? You know, so you could, right? So you're either kind of going clockwise around the circle, Tunhuang, Pamako, Patna, Peshawar, and then back as, you know, people were talking about backtracking, you know, back to Tibet mm -hmm. to find mm -hmm. the Valley of the White Ape, wherever that happens to be. Okay. <clears throat> or you could go clockwise around the Tibetan plateau, right? Kind of Tunhuang through the desert, you know, or around the desert, Peshawar, Patna, uh, Pamako. And that path, that kind of that kind of counterclockwise big circle around the Tibetan plat plateau. That's a whole uh, thing. Matches exactly. Matches in kind of very broad general definitions. Um, ancient pilgrimage routes. Hmm. Well, that sounds good. But there's no way to go directly to the Platon, the Tibetan Plateau at this point. Well, you could. They just won't let you in. It's right. Illegal. As uh, well, not legal. But what I was going to say is, my um, as a diplomat, um, I couldn't forge them myself, but. Um, are they often, are documents such as that often forged? I wonder if I could, uh, there's always a black market or a seedy underbelly at pretty much every place you are. Is it oh, likely course. that I could find somebody? Well, could you find somebody? Yes. Is it likely that you could find somebody? Who knows? Who knows? Yes. Um, could you just telegram back to your home office and have them sent to you at one of the cities that we're visiting? Hmm. Well, how would they get there, though, before us? I don't want to make this more complicated, but given Norbo's oh, back, his uh, backstory, is there any chance he could get these passes at the border itself? Uh, no. Okay. okay. Uh, in fact, you know, Norbo probably more than anyone, you know, would know that, you know, yes, it absolutely is possible to, you know, get. You know, black market forged visas to enter Tibet. Um, you know, but if you are discovered, you're done. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they they do not look the you know, do not uh, no, uh, um, <laughs> you know, and, yeah, and Norbo would also know that I mean obviously you can come and go. You're Tibetan, you know. Yes. But to get Westerners into Tibet mm-hmm. legally, you know, you're gonna have to present them at an embassy. Okay. There's no so, way you're doing it remotely. Right. Um which is, I mean, on one of the, if we do like the big um, pilgrimage track path, then through one of the towns, we could basically, one of the main cities, we could uh, go to an embassy and try to get our things for when we need to go into Tibet. Well, Mr. Reppin had a, a good idea, I think, in that I could contact somebody that would be uh did you say calcutta is large enough that it's likely to have a uh, uh, calcutta yes delhi as well They're, they would both yes. be options delhi would both be, be indian options uh, but, so that they're there for us to pick up when we go through yes exactly delhi would probably be the best because we wouldn't have to go quite so far and um, also we'd need to have one which would also have an american embassy and the tibetan embassy because mm-hmm. you'd be contacting an, your American people to then contact the Tibetans to get the visas. I thought the whole point was that we had to be at the, that the, whoever's getting the visa has to be in person at That's the Tibetan embassy in order to have any chance of getting admitted. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, Mr. So, Lockhart, so this, certainly this calling ahead business. Ahead. I don't. Yeah, so uh, I see. You could certainly telegram ahead. We're coming, right? But you would right. know. The, you know, the answer is, uh, okay, great. We'll see you when you get, when you get here. So what? Right. Um. Whether you give them six months advance notice or six hours, you know, or six minutes is not going to make a difference to the process. Right. Right. But yeah, maybe it's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's at least worth it just to. You know, I don't know about the so what part. <laughs> that doesn't sound very promising. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah. you might be able to get, you know, some if you had some connection, you might be able to get some letter of recommendation sent. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's I what know, I was but, thinking. But it's, it's maybe... the Tibetans that, that matter, not the yes. not the Americans or the British or the. A hundred percent. But yeah, that, I was thinking exactly what you were thinking is maybe telegram ahead to the. Um, American embassy in uh, what we're talking about, Delhi, Um, because that would be probably the closest place and let them know what I was uh, planning on doing. And, um, you know, I don't know, just at least give them an idea about what I will need, some letter of introduction or some help or something from the office. And maybe maybe they can help like bypass some of the red tape so that by the time we get there, it's a case of us just going to the um, the embassy and getting approved and they yeah. can basically so we can all get our letters to, to enter. Judging upon how long it took us to get here, I imagine it'll take us more than a month, perhaps two um, on this. But yeah, I mean, I could, yeah, maybe I could telegraph ahead just uh saying we may not have another chance but this is what our i don't know do, do i have a contact there jim 
Would that be a role of some sort to say I've got some sort of buddy that I work with? Uh, How about a luck roll? Luck roll. Well, uh, no. You know no one in the American embassy in Delhi. Okay. So I tell you what, maybe based upon what you said, um, I don't know, maybe an intelligence role or just basic intelligence role or just basic knowledge. Does it seem like it would matter at all if I called nope. ahead at this point? Nope. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I'll, I'll um, convey that and say that uh, I think we're on our own for a while. And um, uh, Excellent. yes, yes. Um, I wonder if we shouldn't just ditch these guys that have taken us this far and see if we can find some more local people. Why? Uh, because Why? these are these guys have been reliable and they seem to know this area. Well, I don't know if they will know the whole area that that we go to, but I was thinking about. I mean, how easy is it to um, uh, negotiate via telegram, right? Well, at least they're not strangers we're negotiating with. I mean, that's true. That's true. And oh, if it's least... hard, we can always. I mean, the worst thing that happens is we don't make a deal. Right. There's yeah. No, there's no downside. I don't see to do to just seeing if we can make a deal. That's true. That's true. We don't have much uh, much in the way of money to pay them here, but which would be another um, strike against finding some newer people. But perhaps um, we can promise some credit. And I was back. thinking also, yeah. And I was mm -hmm. thinking also, if we contacted our friend back at the university to explain that we're on a tri trip of great archaeologically important and maybe he can help out funding it. There's that or else I could just speak to the embassy and say that on behalf of this very important man, we uh, intend to continue on in the, the cash of, you know, and pull of the American embassy here might Call even be more. Call up the embassy and tell them you need to dip into the Save the World Fund. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Be <laughs> because I think Dr. Inlay said this is all he could, the money he could get for us yes. when we left. So that would be maybe a better source of uh, cash or promise. Yeah. Um, and I would rather that you lied to the embassy than that I lied to my friend and employer. Yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, Dr. Wang's also my employer. So, or Professor. Professor. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's not even lying. Maybe it's just uh, pr empty promises <laughs> that never quite come to fruition. If you do it, it's going to be a lie. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll I'll add some additional information uh, to your some additional knowledge uh, to your discussion. Mm -hmm. Um. So you would all know to to one extent or another, certainly Mr. Bazazwain, probably more than anyone else. Um, once you get into India, travel is a whole lot easier. Oh. Uh, because God bless the British, they have built railroads everywhere. Awesome. <clears throat> so once you get into India, traveling within India, you know, is is a matter of, of days. <laughs> You know, rather than weeks and months. So basically, we'd only need these guides to India. Well, we'd come back. Oh, no, actually, 
we'd be completely in India at that point. We wouldn't come back to China. At and, what point and, do we? And you you also you also know that as hard as you know, you know to you can certainly call it you can certainly call it hard. It's really you know more bureaucratic annoyance to try to get you know Westerners into Tibet. Mm. You know, in some intelligentsia uh, to get, uh, if they will excuse me for using the term, uh, Chinese riffraff into Tibet. <laughs> forget it. Yeah. There's so no way that. you're getting these guys. You're, there's no way you're getting your borders legally into Tibet. So maybe we only need these guys to take us to the border of India. Um I can certainly take us through India with no trouble, and I can arrange transport easily once we are in, in, in India. So that sounds good. Where cousins and yeah. friends? And, where on the map does India begin? Do we have to go around the Horn and maybe to Kashmir or something to pass to get uh, to the southern area? Uh, in very general terms, the border is the southern border of the mountains. Yeah, so we would have to go around around the horn. But anyway, that would be less well no, it's not less far is what we've come. But anyway, we can yeah, we can talk to that. Okay. So yeah, why don't we tell these guys perhaps um when we get to uh are we in Tunhuang? But what's the next uh city did we say? So to Tunhuang, right. Yeah, okay. So when we get to Tu Wong, we'll um, contact Dr. Enlay and maybe I'll contact the embassy and uh, see if we can't uh, get something that we can, some type of currency of one way or another promise. To A letter of credit. A letter of credit A would be A letter of credit. Uh, so we can, you know, you, you can certainly travel back to Tun Huang. Like say mm -hmm. it takes about, you know, four hours. You get there in the evening, mm -hmm. um, you know, jump on and, and send a few telegrams, you know, back to Professor Wong, uh, Professor Wang. Um, hey, we made it. Nothing to, nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah. um, Your friend's you know, a jerk. <laughs> exchange a few telegrams with uh, Mihan. Uh, he is more than happy to accept your credit. Oh, well, shoot. That was easy. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got to um, move right along. <laughs> you know the you know the the questions are you know really where do you want to go? Mm -hmm. First question. Uh, I think we determined India, right? If we can make it around the mountains and to the borders of okay the first so, railroad so, we yep. encounter, right? So basically, the Peshawar is what you're asking for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so from that, <clears throat> uh, the guides will then um, kind of pull out a more detailed map, which has suddenly appeared in the notes, uh -huh. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> and ask you uh, how you want to get to Peshawar. So they provide a couple a couple options. Um, you know, they say, you know, traveling <clears throat> straight through the Taklamakan Desert is absolute suicide. <laughs> uh, we're not going to do that. Um, <clears throat> the best option to get to Peshawar uh, is to travel to Yarkand 
on the east, on the western edge of the Tecumacan Desert. Uh, from there, there is a pass through the mountains uh, to Gilgit, and then down Chakdara, down to Chakdara, and then out to Peshawar. Uh, but the question then becomes uh, how to get to from Tunhuang to Yarkand. Uh, and they suggest you can either take the northern route, so kind of around the southern edge of the Tian Shan Mountains. So basically that would be from Tunhuang to <coughs> Turfan, Korla, Kucha, right? Kind of around that, you know, the northern edge of the desert. Uh, or you can go around the southern edge of the desert. So Abdal, Cherchen, Khotan, and into Yarkand. Uh, the difference between the two that the southern route is shorter, uh, about 1,200 miles, uh, but is going to be a more difficult journey because it is more sparsely populated. Whereas the northern route is a bit longer, uh, about 15, 1,600 miles, uh, but will be an easier journey as it is more populated. There's more cities and villages along the way. And what can we not what can we expect, but what do we know about the pilgrimage routes? You mentioned this is a uh, sort of a direct route going west and around and through. Would they have gone south or north or? Just Either way, the, the important part of the pilgrimage route was just, you know, circling Tibet. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mine. I would certainly be excited to uh, to take the less uh, less traveled path. I think that would be exciting. Oh, I was thinking of going the northern route because that way we're always reasonably close to the river. So if something ever happens, we've got. Well, I uh, I would say the northern route because I found the southern route to be particularly debilitating on my body. That's right. We do have an experienced traveler to this area. Yes. Norbo. No, I'm no, I'm out of game. I'm talking about the fact that I rolled very poorly and took a lot of hit point damage. Oh, you're <laughs> uh, coming up here. Yeah, you did. I mean, I would say northern route. Well, there is the fact that we um, there might be a clock ticking for the time that the King of Fear is released. Um, in which case the southern route would save time. But then if we never uh, never reach our destination. Perhaps the prophecies, perhaps the whole point of uh, the cave paintings and the visions and stuff. Well, can we just take a vote? Just... Sure. Yeah, okay. see what we've got. Come on. Who wants to go me. north? Me. Which was the uh, which was the less inhabited one? Southern. 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 Okay. I was also thinking north. I'll go with uh, my wife and Norbo in the end. I think that's three south, one north. Or, I'm sorry, three north, one south so far. What does our Russian friend think? Mm, north is always good. <laughs> that's four for the north, one for the south. North. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Bazaz Wayne, you're on your own, I'm afraid. That's fine. I'll you go can on go my south own. If you want. <laughs> Anything other than another three hours of discussing route? 
<laughs> in my mind, I see you just walking out of the conversation and starting. <laughs> yeah, packing your Telling the guides, people. let's go. All right, so we have guides, we have a route. Uh, so yeah, so with some with some additional tell it with some additional telegrams uh, and a northern route decided upon, um, you know they, they'll basically take you you know for the same price again that 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 brought you here. They'll take you yep. to Peshawar. And make sure that we get uh, pick up extra food and stuff before we leave here, because I take it we'll need more supplies. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good that job. includes all the additional supplies. They'll take care of gathering all that. Cool. This, this is still part of China, you said, yes. right? So, yep. Okay, so we have the letter, um, and I imagine our guides are armed should we come across bandits, because isn't this the area that is prone to banditry? Well, at least you guys are armed. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, but you've dealt with some bandits already. No big deal. You don't care about it. So. Okay, shall we be off? Hmm. They will, you know, they will say they'll, you know, they can gather up supplies uh, this evening and first thing in the morning and uh, leave tomorrow morning. Mr. Bazazwain, do you truly want to step out on your own? You could always no. No, okay. I mean, <laughs> I feel that that would not, uh, not help this mission very well. I'll certainly be glad to have you, man of your expertise. I will spend the evening in prayer and be ready to leave in the morning. Okay. Um, so in the morning, the party sets out for Turfan. Uh, it will take about a fortnight to get there. And at this point, um you can all have uh 1d4 plus 2 sanity points oh right four say so four total of six uh you can all roll your ticks Dun, dun, dun. History, history goes up by eight. That's a lot of typing on a uh, non-editable sheet here. Okay. My question got Five. better. <laughs> Bible Desert, no. That's all I ticked was three things. During that negotiating, I fast off went better or got better. So, 
please remind me, if you pass, it's a 1d10, right? That is correct. Uh, if you fail, it's a 1d10. Fail. Oh, if you fail. It's not Why do I get not, a zero it's not two? Uh, Nice try. <laughs> Are we rolling for luck? Uh, and luck, yep. Certainly roll oh. for luck. Oh. Excellent. Hey, that's a 14 on luck. That's not going to help. And what did we add? Is this, this D10? If we, yep. Yep. Not too shabby. And luck is just like, I thought I heard you say something contrary to this, but luck is just like there. You need to fail luck to yep. increase it, right? Correct. Ooh, a 99. Ah, a 10. Not lucky. So there's another handout just on kind of general knowledge of what you know of the Taklamakan Desert, the broader area, the Tarim Basin. Um, so, as I said, it'd be about a fortnight to get to um, Turfan, uh, over the course of which we'll just redline that journey quickly. Uh, so, once again, if everyone would make a luck roll. Success. Fail. Uh, if you fail the luck roll, lose 1d3 hit points. Just one. So again, this is just kind of, you know, cumulative. You know, as you're three you know, points <laughs> as you're getting one. better and then falling off your horse again the next day and, and whatever, <laughs> you know, on your way there. Uh, it is, you know, again, it is kind of an opportunity to discuss and learn. And, you know, so as we did before, uh, you can pick any one skill uh, that you can come up with a good excuse to uh, train or improve during the journey. Uh, but this time you can gain a D2 in that skill. I, I might practice. See if I can learn some Buddhism from my, from our, uh, our monk. Uh, if you if you wish to engage in discussions of Buddhism, uh, you can gain a D10 to your Buddhist lore if that oh. is the one you choose. That's actually the one I was choosing too. That's lucky. How about a that's cult? Is there anything special right? for talking about cult with him? Uh, no. Okay. I was actually thinking survival desert. I, am happy I can to teach you that. that. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we both can. And the guides can as well. They're very good at it. Um, D2? Yeah. So how much was it for the Buddhist law? Uh, D10. D10. That is. I was trying more more, com more combat. Combat is my weakness. So I got one point. Some sparring yeah. in the evening. Uh, and if everyone would make a constitution roll. A hard success for me. Regular success. Pass. And Pass. If you succeed, Same. you can add one point to your constitution. 
Oh. I always like the uh, surprising sense of dread that comes with improving Call of Cthulhu I know. characters. I know, it's like you approve, but does that mean it's going to get nasty? It's like when they give you a tank. You just know stuff's going to go south. <laughs> or dynamite. <laughs> or dynamite. Um, as far as weapons, would that come from like outfitting that we did before? Kind yep. of, of our choice. Yep. Okay. Con's forty six now. Um. So yeah, I've just got my shot done, which I brought oh. with me from the start. Oh dear, it's uh, it's quite a large gun. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's a family. My father gave it to me. Oh, I see. It's a double barrel shotgun. 12 gauge. Remember, Didn't know this about your wife. I know. That's <laughs> you're lucky was it wasn't say. used on you. Better you better behave. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you've never told me this story. <laughs> oh, you would know. I mean, she comes from uh, a... Yeah, she would have... She's done like Things like uh, hunting and clay shooting and that sort of stuff as a mm. growing up. It's a purdy shotgun. <clears throat> and so with discussions of firearms ringing in your ears, uh, we will pick up once again as your caravan uh, approaches the city of Karkoja, not Karkosha. <laughs> Karakoja, uh, which is a mud brick city, a walled mud brick city, uh, somewhere around like 18, 20 miles, kind of southeast of uh, Turfan. And as you are approaching Kark, Karakoja, you kind of see it, you know, on the horizon. Maybe you're, you know, half a mile away, something like this. Uh, smack in the middle of the road, there is a goat. Uh, as you kind of approach it, it is... Does it a, have a, a rope or, or anything uh, on it, or is it just a... It, it does not. Yeah. Uh, it is, however, a dead goat. Oh. Um, the, I mean, you know, you can pretty clearly tell from the uh, angle of such things, the goat's neck is broken and it is missing its eyes and lips. What? Well, it definitely seems like a, uh, uh, a sign. And other than that, the goat is uninjured. Does this seem like a ritual killing? Something from the uh, the King of Fears? A people? warning to us or to somebody. How about an occult role? Ooh. Norbo? Didn't I yes, hear you? I yeah. am at least successful. You're occult special. I am hard successful. 
So Norbo, of course, would know that you know pretty much any ritual that involved sacrificing a goat or you know any animal really uh, usually involves either uh, either one or both of slitting the neck in order to collect its blood or uh, eviscerating it to spill out the intestines as some sort of augury. So there, those things there's haven't nothing, been done. Uh, right, neither of those things have been done. How about some natural world rolls? No. Natural world roll. I got an O1. Because I don't have any natural world. <laughs> nice. I'm that puppy. Mr. Reppin has been traveling enough to know uh, that uh, if a predator of some kind, say a wolf or something like that, uh, were to take a goat, uh, it doesn't break its neck and just eat out the eyes and lips. Mm. Clearly not a predator. Clearly not a predator. That's um, what my desert law learning stuff has taught me. <laughs> it also occurs to you, uh, Mr. Reppin, I mean, you don't know quite how long this, you know, the goat has been here. Uh, it doesn't look like it's been here long. Um, but no matter how long it had been here, uh, you would expect, I mean, even if it was just, you know, 10 minutes, you know, you would expect to see some vultures circling, you know, maybe even, you know, <laughs> have landed on it already. Um, you know, some kind of other scavenger uh, would have found, you know, very quickly. There's none of that. I, uh, I would like to look uh, for uh, tracks of people, since this is the only thing that would do such a unpleasant thing mm. uh track roll i suppose i'll just talk and have a look at the goat um i did not make under my whatever base is can't tell yeah oh yeah talk to the goat and bring one of our guides or porters over here and say have yeah. you ever seen the yeah. light before Ah, e evil omen. Mm. Evil has done this. What is this? We just found it. It is a person who's done this. Can you see anything, any sign of who might have been here? Uh, there are... No, there are no... There are no tracks of men walking this road. Certainly not... Any time today. How long ago do you make it? That this, this was done. This carcass is fresh. It cannot have been here more than a few hours. What's our um our terrain like? I mean, are the mountains nearby, or is there like rolling desert where dunes where bandits may hide behind, or? Uh, rolling rocky desert. Okay. You can see, so they you can could see the anywhere. mountains. You can see the mountains in the distance. Right. But you are certainly not in amongst the the uh, the mountains. It's rolling rocky desert. 
Um, so where are we? Are we near Yarkand? I'm just looking on the map. Uh, you are about. You are approaching a smaller city, which is not on the map, called Karakoja, okay. which is just southeast of Turfan. Perhaps we should make haste to the safety of the city. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so. And with that, I think it's a good place to call it for the evening.